Are you tired of making decisions that don't reflect who you are or where you want to be? Life is busy and worry, stress, trying to keep up with the shoulds and need tos, and the constant pressure to please others just pulls you away from being you and doing you. Well, welcome to Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein, a coming home to yourself. As a psychotherapist, professional psychic, spiritual teacher, influential speaker, and adventurer, we'll have fun and practical conversations around how to know and listen to the soul part of yourself. During this live call-in show, Laura will engage the real you with card pulls, share guidance from the universe, and help you let go of the past so you can make choices that reflect your greater purpose to be who you were created to be. Grab your favorite cup of joe, come sit down with Laura, and let's start the journey. Coffee with the Universe starts now. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with the Universe. Today, we're going to talk about how to stop shooting yourself. Now, I'm sending you greetings from Dallas because I am not in my home studio. Let's hope that hotel internet holds up here. And um, yeah, because you never know when you're in a hotel. And if you're watching this on Facebook Live or in a real replay, you can see my lovely messy bed in the background. But all is good, except it's hotter than Hades here. Uh, this is a live call-in show. If you have any questions uh, along the way that you would like to ask, please feel free to do that. If you're watching Facebook Live, you can just go ahead and type in the chat. If you're calling in, 1-800-930-2819, uh, that's fine as well. And um, Benny, the producer, is on here. And Benny, because I am sharing my screen today, mm -hmm. I can't see chat. So you're going to have to interrupt me if someone, if you can see anything. We're having some technical difficulties today, so I'm not quite sure what's even visible. But um if someone calls in or chats or whatever, please feel free to interrupt me. Yeah, not a problem. And we apologize for the inconvenience too. Uh, the TTR network has having some internet issues, so it got pushed back to me. That was uh, hence our delayed start for the network and for KKNW as well here in the local Seattle area. So I will call it out as I see fit, as well as uh, you may take the break at your leisure. Very good. Very good. Cool. All right. So let's get on with the shoulds. You know, it often takes a personal crisis like divorce, loss of a loved one, or some health diagnosis for us to really start to question what we're doing and why. How are we spending our time? What decisions are we making? And the, the shoulds, and I really wanted to dive into this because this is a really good place to start when you are really rethinking your life and am I really happy and do I really value this one of the biggest traps we fall into is we we make decisions about our life based on what we think we should do and you know granted society is always pressuring us to look a certain way, act a certain way, appear successful. And there's all these rules and regulations. We find them in our family systems. We find them in 
um, like uh, religious institutions. And, and pretty soon we just kind of lose track of what we're doing and why. So I wanna dive in today to, to the shoulds to really talk about like where it comes from. So today, um, and by the way, if you're watching this on Facebook, uh, you will see I have a presentation. If you are listening to this via radio, um, it's totally good. I'm verbalizing everything, but I wanted to have this just in case I couldn't get my internet working at the hotel. I just wanted to have something to look at versus like a blank screen. Okay, so three key points we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about how we get caught in the trap of the shoulds. It's really deceptive. Um, the consequences of falling into making decisions this way. Are you even aware of what you're doing? And then we're going to talk about how to start making decisions. So I'm going to give you some practical tips at the end. Um, how to make decisions based on what you truly want instead. All right, so let's dive in. How it starts. It all starts in, in childhood, um, much like any you know negative pattern and positive pattern that we get in. So family values um, and family values. It's not a bad thing, but we learn that if you know our family values respect, then we should say please or thank you. Um, if our family values togetherness and connection, we should you know, make sure that family members and, and events and birthdays and celebrations are always a priority. So when we're young, we start learning a bunch of shoulds just based on what the, your family system values. And then of course, there is the pleasing the parents thing. And this does vary based on birth order. Usually the firstborn is more of like the parent pleaser. They're like the most responsible. But ultimately, as little kids, we do want to make our parents happy and we do want to please them. We realize that we get negative responses from them when we don't act a certain way. So there is that issue of wanting to please them. And then when we get to be school-aged, we want to please our teachers. So you'll notice like a little theme here of people pleasing, and we all do this to some extent, but when we really want to make others happy and elicit a certain response from them, we tend to oh, I should act this way. And we follow suit in order to meet their approval and make other people happy. Um, we also learn to act in a certain way to gain acceptance from peers. It's a way of fitting in. Well, I should dress a certain way. I should act a certain way. I should like a certain person. I should hang out with a particular crowd. And ultimately, we just want to try to find that sense of belonging. And if you notice, a lot of things of these things are external. We only do things that we feel like we, quote, should be doing in order to somehow belong and, and fit in it. It's like we're seeking that validation from outside of ourselves. And as we grow, we want to be seen as a, a good kid, a good person, a good adult, a good member of society. And in order to do that, we feel like we need to act 
a certain way. So it starts really young and it's really deceptive because we're taught from a very, very young age. Oh, you shouldn't do that. That doesn't look good. Oh, that makes the family look bad. Oh, you shouldn't do that because you want to do well in school and you want people to think that you're smart. Oh, you shouldn't hang out with this crowd because then other people are going to think X, Y, Z. We learn at a very young age how we need to act in order to get uh, a pleasing response from somebody. And now it continues in adulthood. And this is the funny thing, wanting to please parents. I mean, how many, how many of you out there listening have found yourself, and I've done this too, it's like I'm, I'm 35 years old and I, I'm making this decision about my career and I'm thinking about what my parents will think. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm an adult. Why am I caring what my parents will think if I make this career change? But we do that even as adults, we find ourselves trying to please our parents and other people in our family, like our spouse, our kids. So we're still doing the whole people pleasing song and dance. And again, we still want to gain acceptance from our friends, from colleagues. We want to fit into our work environment. We want to be seen as successful. So what do we think we should be doing to be seen that way? Should we be in a particular job role? Should we be working overtime and, and adding extra hours so that others see how hardworking we are? So this whole pattern, it continues and, and it becomes like a habitual thing we start doing and we give in without a second thought. It's just a, a pattern. So keep in mind, like as I'm going through this, not all shoulds are negative. I'm not trying to say like every time you feel like you should do something, it's a bad thing. You may want to kind of reverse your thoughts about it. Like, you know, for example, I don't recommend going out and murdering someone. Um, if you care about your freedom, you probably should not do that. You should also probably take care of your financial responsibilities. So there are shoulds that we really need to do in order for our our own well-being and our personal safety and our personal happiness. But, you know, in that case, I, I just recommend you kind of reframe it instead of saying, you know, I should pay my bills or I need to, how about I choose to pay my bills in order to be responsible. So when you're looking at the choices that you're making and you are looking at, should I be doing this or, or I feel like I should be, if it's something that you need to continue doing because it's responsible behavior, rework that. Stop with the inner dialogue. Oh, I should pay my bills today. How about I want to pay my bills today because I'm giving and I'm circulating this positive energy and what I give out comes back to me. So you definitely want to reframe some of that so that the shoulds are eliminated um, but the shoulds that are lingering are really only the ones that aren't serving you anymore. Okay, so the shoulds do become a problem when they 
impose on your happiness or when you're trying to follow them to gain acceptance, to be validated, a lot of people act and do things that they think they should be doing as a way to feel worthy. And that's when this pattern becomes incredibly unhealthy because you are shooting yourself in order to get that feeling of, of worth, of worthiness, of love, of acceptance from sources outside of you. And if you rely on other people, places, and things to fill you with that sense of joy and purpose, then you're going to be sadly disappointed because other people, they got their own crap going on. What they're responding to you has to really has to do with their own fears and their own filters and their own preferences. It's never really a true reflection of you. It's their perspective on your choice, but they're always running that through their own filter, their own fears. So when you are trying to seek that a validation from other people, it's it's really like beating your head against the wall. It's really a, a fruitless effort. It seems like it works, but it truly doesn't. So when you are looking at your actions and it's like, well, I should be doing this. Well, why do I feel that way? Oh, I should be, you know, helping my neighbor with her, with her yard sale. Why do you feel that way? And we'll talk a little bit more when we get into like the tips and tricks, but Look at that. Are you just trying to please them? Are you trying to be a good neighbor? Why exactly are you doing that? And if it's to seek approval or to please, then you're doing this for all of the wrong reasons. And if it still matters to you what other people think, then you probably have a long list of shoulds in your life whether you are aware of them or not, or paying attention. Because when it really matters what other people think, you start making decisions based on that. Okay, so coming up, are we really aware of how our lives are impacted every time we say, I should? We're gonna be talking about the consequences of this all. So a uh, few short break, uh, but we're going to take a short break and uh, we will be back. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit stacybarber.com. That's Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, barber.com. Are you ready to let go of the I can'ts that are holding you down? Valerie Trujillo invites you to join her community on a mission to collectively heal as a tribe, where your vulnerability is heard and reciprocated. So tune in to Love and Light with the Crystal Blue Oracle every second and fourth Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Valerie and her work, visit CrystalBlueOracle.com. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Hey, are you loving Shades of Spirit Radio? Well, mark your calendars. Shades of Spirit goes live in a new time spot every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Yeah, you heard that right. Psychic medium genie and spirit walker Nicole. 5 p.m. every Wednesday. Live readings, giveaways, oracle cards, and lots of fun. So be there. Call into the show at 1-800-930-2819 and visit ShadesOfSpirit.com. Take the power of essential oil healing to the next level with the Essential Light Insight Deck, containing 61 oracle cards. Each card holds a painting and message that captures the spirit of an essential oil. By drawing a card, you'll illuminate the spiritual healing capacity of plants and transform your day. For more information about the Essential Light Insight Deck and Gen Reaper, visit Thriveology.com. Hello and welcome back to Coffee with the Universe, where we are talking about shoulding yourself, the dreaded I shoulds, making decisions from that place of, I really should be doing this because I think I'm going to get something from it, whether it's validation, acceptance, um, whether I think it's going to make me look a certain way. And there are consequences to this. So we're going to uh, go and talk about that. Just a reminder, if you want to call in because you have a question um, or to contribute something, please do so, 1-800-930-2819. Also, if you are watching on Facebook Live, you can type in the chat your question. And then a shout out to YouTube Live people because I was just told that that we are broadcasting. I forget about YouTube people, so sorry about that. If you're watching live, I'm acknowledging you. All right, consequences. Consequences of making decisions based on should. There are emotional implications. So let's talk about emotions first. A lot of resentment. And if you think about it, (coughs) when you say yes to something that you don't really want to do, you now have surrounded yourself with a bunch of obligation energy. And usually you end up being resentful that you need to tackle such task or take time out of your day to do whatever it is. And resentment is a low-lying um, like anger energy. So if you start doing things over and over again out of obligation, then that resentment does build to full-fledged anger. And then when you go to said events or whatever you've obligated yourself to doing because you think you should, you're now carrying a negative attitude, this negative energy on the inside, and it becomes misplaced. You you do tend to take this out on other people in your life, and it really doesn't serve anyone. So for example, if you do say yes to say helping your neighbor with that garage sale, but yet you had a busy work week and you feel really depleted and you just need some self-care time, but you feel like you should. And so you go, you resent that and you carry that exhaustion with you. You carry that energy and you're not really there being present 
and serving yourself, the, maybe the people that come to the garage sale, your neighbor, in a way that's really helpful. There is that presence of the, the negativity, that, that heaviness that you are carrying. And the emotions do fester inside of you. It's like that emotional trash can when it is full of those heavy energies at some point it just overflows or even explodes and emotional implications then lead to physical health problems and i see a lot of anxiety like the clients who work with me one-on-one -on -one, a lot of them come to me because they're experiencing anxiety and we do take a look at all right, what exactly are you doing in your life? Um, there's a lot more to it, but part of this process is how are you making your choices and, and what are you doing? Let's look at what a typical week looks like and the things that you're saying yes to. When we start making choices for our life that doesn't really belong to us and deep inside, like at soul level, we know this, our, our, it starts to trigger anxiety. So we have an emotional buildup on the inside. Deep down, we know we don't want to be doing this and that this isn't really aligned to us. And it triggers such anxiety because our physical body, it's like our last resort is, hey, you aren't paying attention to me. You're not paying attention to your, your thoughts. You're not paying attention to your emotions. You're not paying attention to your inner voice. So guess what? I'm going to kick in and I'm going to start forcing you to pay attention. And the body does this through anxiety. It could be depression, um, tension all over, like sore shoulders. I get a lot of like back pain, lower, lower back area, which carries a lot of frustration and anger. And so when we start to lose ourselves, it's like our, almost like our life doesn't feel like it's ours anymore because we're living it by like everybody else's choices and decisions for us then our body is going to let us know. So usually when people show up with like some kind of physical ailment, um, even illness, like uh, fibromyalgia is, is really the body's way of, of completely shutting down. And it, there's a lot about that disease that's a mystery. And it's almost like the body is saying, hey, you're not living your life right. So if you really then don't pay attention, that illness, it, it does manifest in more serious illnesses. And then we have spiritual implications. If you're, li you're listening to this on Transformation Talk Radio, so obviously you care about your spiritual development and, and growth. So there's a lot of issues from a spiritual perspective, when you when you are making decisions by shoulds, every misaligned choice that you make typically ends in a struggle, or it ends in something. Um, it, it ends in in it's almost like you didn't get a result. It falls flat. So if you're not struggling, you aren't making any forward movement, you're not getting the results that you want, 
when you're truly aligned and you're listening to that inner voice, you will notice that things flow and you tend to get results and, and things just really work out well, sometimes even better than you anticipated. But when we're like, oh, I should be doing this and I should act a certain way and I, I should present myself this way, you aren't really abiding by who you truly are. And it, it's a struggle to do that. It's really draining. I mean, if you've ever tried to fit in somewhere to a group, and I'm sure you have because we've had a lot of, again, childhood, um, school-based, maybe even college experiences, maybe even around your sexuality, you try to fit into the mainstream and it's freaking exhausting because you are shooting yourself into showing up and being a certain way. So it always leads to struggle or it leads to falling flat. We then have a thing called karma. And this is where we make these decisions over and over again and they become habitual and it kind of creates this flow of energy that just keeps following us. And I do find sometimes that my clients that the struggles they're experiencing today or the shoulds that they're experiencing today actually stemmed from a previous lifetime that is still following them because they never really resolved this pattern. And so you find people stuck in, say, unhealthy relationships because they feel like they should be with a particular person. Oh, you know, when I was growing up, my, you know, parents always raised me to think that I needed to be with a man or a woman who, you know, had these certain qualities. But if you don't value that and you don't care about those qualities and there's no shared interests, then you just keep falling into these unhealthy relationships that don't end well. And that pattern just perpetuates. It's almost like a current. So when you get, when you start, let's say you're in, in a river and the river is like all of these decisions that you've made by should. Oh, I should, you know, be with a man who is an attorney because he'll make good money or blah, blah, blah. And you just keep making those decisions that that river just keeps flowing faster, faster, faster of all of the shoulds that you have like brought with you. And that's kind of how karma perpetuates until you get off of that river of shoulds, until you stop your inner tube or after whatever the heck you're on and you get off and say, wait, I am stopping this. I'm making different decisions. I'm, you know, I'm going to go down this branch instead of that one. You just keep flowing down the same river, taking with you whatever you have. And then we suppress the innate wisdom of our inner voice, which means we stop listening to ourselves and we get really disconnected from who we are. And let me tell you, we are disconnected enough from who we are. We don't need any extra help. The world is so loud. TV, 
internet, cell phones, you know, busyness, things that really distract us. We have enough of that going on that we don't need any extra. So the more that you make your choices based on the shoulds and I need to be doing this and it has to look this way, the further we get from ourselves. And when we're detached from our intuition, from that inner voice, then we make even like more decisions that aren't aligned. Because remember, your inner voice, your intuition never leads you astray. It always knows. It's your higher self. It always knows what direction for you to go in for your highest good. And it's up to you to do what needs to be done to connect to that, to listen to it, and then follow accordingly. But if we are too busy just being on that river that's flowing down the stream and we're not paying attention, then we get to a point where that anxiety does kick in or that depression and we don't even feel like ourselves anymore. So we have the emotional, we have the physical, and then we also have the spiritual implications of not paying attention to what we're doing. And awareness is key. It's so important to stop and take inventory so that you're really aware of what you're doing. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see where we on. We're on time. Okay. I'm actually going to uh, keep going. We got a late start today. So I'm just going to get into the next section because I want to make sure that we get through everything today. I mean, I really want to go over some practical tips for you so that if you are somebody that likes to people please, or you know you have a lot of things in your life where you've said yes to out of obligation, you can maybe take some of this and start applying it in order to stop doing it because that's the whole point. The point is to live your life on your terms based on what you want, not what everybody else thinks you need to be doing and what you think you should be doing in order to make everybody happy. All right, so tip number one here is know what you want. And this can be tough for some, especially if you are used to doing things for other people and kind of putting your life on hold for others. I don't know. There's this idea that we need to be selfless and not care about like as much care about others more than you care about yourself. And I'm not really sure how this came across uh, or where it started, but I actually think that's a really selfish kind of approach because ultimately if you don't care for yourself, if you aren't healthy, how can you effectively serve other people in the way that you are designed to serve? If you are depleted, 
then how are you going to be of any support to other people? So this whole idea of, you know, it doesn't matter what you want, you need to, you know, help others first. I think that's really a bunch of hogwash. And I think it gets us into trouble because then we start again, going down this path of um, not really loving our life and then having health issues and, and feeling anxious and depressed and unhappy and resentful. That's that we were not created by the divine to live that way. So I'm just saying. All right. So know what you want. When I'm working with clients, we really revisit values because sometimes we just take on the values that we were raised with. And then pretty soon, it's like we're making choices around these things. Oh, we're supposed to value kindness and honesty and togetherness and family and family bonding. And it's like, okay, but wait, are all of these things important to you? I mean, what if you have a toxic family? I mean, that happens. There are some of us that were raised in families that are very toxic to us. And if a family value is like togetherness and family bonding and always being together, is that still serving you? Well, I should be with my family because they're family and they're my, my flesh and blood and I need to be with them. But you know, guess what? If they're toxic to you, maybe it's time to rethink that value. So we, to, to take a, a good look at what your values are, and you can actually Google it and come up with a bunch of different values um, and say, hey, you know what, do I really value this anymore? Or if I do value it, is it like my top 10? You know, you want to focus on what are your real, your real values, the, the top ones, um, and go from there. I'm looking at outdated beliefs. What beliefs have you acquired that no longer serve you? Um, I I see a lot of this in myself. I was um, born and like raised Catholic, and I always say I'm, I'm a recovering Catholic because when I got to adulthood, I really had to take inventory of my values and my beliefs because I had a lot of guilt and attachments around what I should be doing um, because the rules of the church say so. And I, and I hit this dead on when I got divorced for the first time because I was married in the Catholic church and it was like, oh, well, if you get divorced, you have to get annulled and then you have to pay the church in order to get married in the church again. I think it was the first um like life event that I experienced where I was like, wait a second, why am I doing this? Is this really important to me? Do I value it? And you know what? Some people do value that and that's fine. But for me, that wasn't working anymore. And I was shooting myself, you know, in, you know, being in this marriage and do I stay and da, 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 because of what the church said. It's like, wait a second, I need to do what's best for me. And what, is going to generate happiness for me, not based on these outdated beliefs and values that I acquired in childhood that really may not be, that, that aren't serving me anymore, that absolutely aren't serving me anymore. So look at the outdated beliefs, look at really what makes you happy, um, and also look at what you really hate doing. Um, if like, yes, you should be financially responsible, but if you say you have a business and you really hate doing 
finances and you know in your mind, well, you know, I choose to pay attention to my finances because I want to be responsible. You know what? Maybe hire somebody, you know, hire a, an accountant, hire a bookkeeper, hire somebody because you also want to stop doing those things that you really hate doing or you really aren't good at because then you really end up shooting yourself. Well, I should be doing this. Oh, it's Friday and Friday's my accounting day and I really should be on the computer. So if you can't reword what you're doing and find some sense of joy or choice in it, it's probably something that you want to delegate. So, you know, know what you want pay attention to those things and really take the time to plot that out. Number two, know who you truly are. And this is at soul level versus who you think you should be. This is my favorite one. And really because this is the bulk of the work that I do with people. Um, it's really about knowing yourself as a spiritual being, as a soul, because here's what happens. We look, we, we take our past experiences and we decide that this is who we are. Sometimes we experience positive things like, you know, we, um, you know, get a degree or we have this accomplishment and we feel very proud and, oh, look, I'm a successful author because I, you know, published a book. So therefore I'm an author. Sometimes our past experiences are not that great and we've experienced trauma or something painful. So we decide, you know what? Um, I am not unworthy. I should be alone because nobody is going to love me anyway. So depending on positive or negative, it doesn't really matter. We often decide who we are based on things that we've experienced. And sometimes we experience things that aren't even in our control, like we're in some kind of accident or something. Um, you know, we, we can't control when those things happen. I mean, you think about 9-11, how, you know, we weren't in control of any of that. But if that was part of our past experience, then we start to define ourselves like even as a survivor you know, I am a survivor. And there's nothing really wrong with that, except from a much larger perspective, even being a survivor isn't who you truly are. It's not who you are as a soulful being. So you can identify with that, but I want you to really think of this as a bigger picture. Our souls are, are pure perfection. It, they aren't scarred by things that we experience. I mean, we incarnate from lifetime to lifetime. And let me tell you, you know, past lives, history was a way more violent and way more ugly than it is today. And we get ourselves into a bunch of conundrums, but we can't define ourselves based on that. As a soul, we are perfectly, you know, perfect just as we are. And we've also defined ourselves based on what we've been told, you know, from our parents growing up. Oh, 
you're a beautiful child and you're so pretty and you could be a model. And so we define ourselves based on our looks. Or if we're told we're ugly, um, that we're fat and we're sloppy, well, then we also define ourselves based on that. So what we've been told about ourselves from other people, you're successful, you're boring, um, you're chatty, you have nothing to say, whatever it is that we've been told, we often identify with that. Also, again, what looks good, here's where all the shoulds come in, well, I should be doing this because that looks good. Our jobs, we often define ourselves like, who are you? Oh, I'm a teacher. Well, okay, but who were you before a teacher? Were you nothing? No, you were your consciousness. You were who you were at soul level. So these things, it doesn't really matter. And when you know who you truly are, when you know your divine gifts, your strengths as a soul, not like your brain-based strengths or what you happen to be good at, but when you know your soul's energies and your essence, that energetic makeup, your strengths, your gifts, your purpose, whatever you want to call it, when you know that, it's a lot easier to be aware of the decisions you're making because now you're thinking about is this decision aligned with who I am at soul level or is it based on a should what looks good you know my ego identity my personality it makes it a lot easier to say no to things and to make shifts just like when you know what you truly want it's also a lot easier to say no to things. And it's just because you are so much more aware of what you're doing. It just, it, it heightens that awareness. Okay. So that's why this stuff, it's like, yeah, yeah, I know who I am. But if, if you don't, it really behooves you to know this because again, it's just, it, it's so much easier. Just trust me on this. Um, and then also roles you play, like people identify with like spouse, mother, father, um, you know, different, different roles that you, you play in your life. And there's a bunch, um, sibling, brother, sister, whatever it is, we can all, we also tend to identify with that. So the point here is know yourself, know who you truly are, let go of some of these things here, these experiences and, get to know what, what, who, who am I at soul level? What is, what is my spirit like? What does that energy look like? Um, and three here, pay attention to every choice. Okay. So I know it seems really tedious, but if you're really stuck in this, in this whole people pleasing pattern, um, if you're really stuck and you feel like you've lost control over your life and it's not yours, you need to slow down. And I get that this is really hard for a lot of people. Um, I give my clients this assignment and they're just like, oh my gosh, you know, but, but I'm so busy. It's like, yeah, but you have a choice. You can continue being busy and flowing at high speed with that current of shoulds down the river or you can 
make an effort to stop and get off the river and just rethink. So I, I recommend that you make your decision making and your choices for the day part of your morning routine. If you don't have a morning routine, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about um, how you can get one in a second. But every morning, doesn't matter what day, make it a habit, make it a lifestyle. This isn't just like something that you want to do every so often. It really helps to um, pay attention and, and use a planner or journal. Right now, I'm using the monk manual. And actually, next month, I am having the guy who um, founded monk manual on the show, um, if all goes well. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this because this planner was designed specifically to help you be very intentional about the choices that you are making. So using a planner or a journal to document and to look at, you know, what are my priorities? Do I value these priorities? Am I in alignment with this? Is this in alignment with who I am at soul level? Or am I trying to be somebody that I'm not? It's really helpful to get it on paper and do some reflection. That's actually how the show got its name, Coffee with the Universe. I started having coffee with the universe every morning with my journal on my yoga mat, trying to figure out my life, like things that I wasn't happy with, things that weren't going well, places where I felt misaligned, the anxiety I was experiencing. That's how coffee, my specific coffee with the universe morning routine got started. It was to be more intentional with my choices and to really look at my values and my beliefs and, you know, what am I, what am I doing? When you pay attention to every choice you're making, you're then able to redirect um, and to eliminate anything that you need to. It, it's like you can be aware and say, you know what, I have this on here, but this is something I feel like I should be doing. This isn't something I really want to do. This isn't part of my updated values. You can only redirect, eliminate when you are aware. Okay. Now, coffee, uh, coffee with the universe, morning magic. If you don't have a morning routine, I suggest you get one. And I actually created a little course for anyone who wants to start a morning routine to start their day calm, collected, um, connected to their intuition, focused. And yes, it helps with productivity, but it also helps that you are doing the things that matter to you. So if you need to start a morning routine and you want help, you can go to cwtu.net slash morning magic. CWTU, that's coffee with the universe shortened.net slash morning magic. All right, I created this course specifically for that. I talk about all different kinds of planners and journals, including the monk manual. So if you need to start being more intentional about your days to do's, this is a really good option for you. CWTU.net slash morning magic. Okay, again, awareness is key. So important. 
if you don't do what needs to be done in order to be aware and present with yourself and what you're doing, you're just going to continue flowing down that river. Now, just a little warning, and this could totally be a whole topic on its own, but you're going to have to stop caring about what others think. Okay. In order to truly get rid of the shoulds and connect and be who you truly are, you're going to have to stop caring about what other people think. And the one thing that I have found that helps with this is knowing yourself at soul level because it instills confidence um, a lasting kind of confidence, not fleeting, but a lasting kind of confidence in yourself, which makes it a whole heck of a lot easier to stop worrying about what others think of you. When you can be confident and solid about who you are, then you don't need to make decisions out of shoulds. You start making decisions from a place of I am, this is my truth, this is who I am, and it doesn't matter what other people think You've been listening to Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein. Thank you for taking a break and giving yourself this time in joining Laura for Coffee with the Universe. Knowing yourself and listening to your inner guidance are the first steps to creating more joy, fulfillment, abundance, and peace. Make sure to come back next time on TransformationTalkRadio.com to do more live card polls, share tips, and ideas to help you let go of things that are no longer working so that you can truly be yourself. If you'd like more information or to set up a Being Doing guidance session with Lore, please visit loregoldstein.com. That's loregoldstein.com. Don't forget next time, visit with Lore on transformationtalkradio.com.